Good morning, good morning. Good morning to you all. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to continue in 2 uh, Corinthians. Uh, this week, we're going to look at chapter 3, verses 7 through uh, 18. And the authors have entitled our lesson, Glory of the New Covenant. Glory of the New uh, Covenant. Um, Brother Bolton is going to take us to the throne of grace. Um, Sister uh, Vanessa Reese uh, on mic momentarily, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, Brother Bolton, let's get us started. Okay. All right. Uh, Let, uh, Brother Bolton. Okay. Second Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 18. And as I stated earlier, the authors have entitled our lesson, Glory of the New Covenant. Um, but uh, but, but uh, I like the way they constructed it. One of the things about uh, 2 Corinthians, Deacon Newsom, uh, in, in, in my uh, most recent studies and, and, and careful observation of, uh, of the various books of the Bible. I find that um, Paul's letter, uh, this second uh, letter is, 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 is not as highly structured uh, literarily as uh, Paul uh, has been accustomed to writing. Uh, it's not highly organized, but it provides us some detail uh, that is uh, such a blessing to our souls. We began last week with Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter one, uh, Sister Vanessa, and in that we found uh, that uh, God is a God of all comfort; that He is a God who comforts us in our times of trouble. Uh, and for those of you uh, who, who who may have been uh, vigilant enough uh, to go and look at uh, to try and contextualize uh, today's lesson, we see that in chapter two, uh, we find that God uh, is, is a God of comfort in restoring sinners. So, so in chapter one, uh, Sister Cynthia, we have God as a comfort in all of life's plans. And then in chapter two, we see specifically, Brother Bolin, that God is a God of comfort in restoring sinners. And now chapter three, and, and in chapter three, we're going to see that, that God is a God of comfort through his ministry. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all missed that. that. It was a fastball right down the middle. He's a God of all comfort in all of life's plans. He's specifically a God of comfort in dealing with your sin, in restoring you. And then today he comes in chapter three and tells us that he is the God who has triumphed in ministry and that through his ministry, there is comfort. Let, let's see, see if I don't hit it, see if I don't hit it. 
Uh, all right. I, I know uh, Steve Harmon is keeping score. So, but Sister Vanessa, if you would just read verses one and two, we're going to see something here in uh, our verse, not verse one and two, but the first two verses, seven and eight. We, we're going to see something here that God, that God is glorious and that God is all glory. And the reason why he can take you in your times of trouble, in your times of sin, and move you from that to something else is simply because of glory. It, with, with God, we can do so. It is all about glory. Read for me, Sister uh, Vanessa, seven and eight. But what, what Sister Vanessa read, he says, but if the ministry of death written and engraven in stones was glorious. He's saying, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory, for the countenance which glory was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious? Here Paul says, that God is a God of comfort for us in ministry. In that, this is what has happened. The glory that was there in the law that God gave to Moses to comfort his people is now faded. It was temporary. It was never meant to be continuous. And he says that it was written in stone. Yet, it was glorious. It was so glorious that the people who received the law from God could not even look at it. So it was, as the authors put it, glory concealed. It, it was comfort that, that could not even be looked upon. It was comfort that was provided because we're keeping with the theme now that, that God is a God of comfort and he comforts us in all these things. And he's saying that the comfort that was provided by the law doesn't even compare, we see in verse eight, to the comfort that has been provided by the new covenant. So the old covenant, the law, is now being contrasted in verses seven and eight. The old covenant is being contrasted with the new. And he says, if the law was glorious, which was a ministry a ministry of death. And I, I know that shook some of you. Uh, wait a minute, the law was death? Yes, the law was death. Because in it was the realization that, that, that first of all, it was never intended to be permanent, a permanent solution. Because you got to go back all the way to the garden to realize that, that God created an image bearer 
And that image bearer was blemished by sin and the fall of Adam. And therefore, God has constantly throughout scripture now been looking for an image bearer. And the law was given to show the image bearer that they were not what God created them to be. So that meant instant death. So literally, Brother Davis, the law, though glorious, though all had all and even had the elements of grace in it, could not be compared to this new covenant, this new testament. Today we will talk, we will have communion, and 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 and, and the wine is symbolic of the uh, 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 new covenant that we have with God, the new being, the glory that is being, because ultimately we know, Brother, Brother Davis and uh, those of you in basic doctrine can pick up your pens, that it is a process that we are moving from glory to glorification. Y'all yeah, 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 understand. Because God is a triumph, has got this new ministry in Jesus Christ that is better than the law, that provides greater comfort and hope. Ah, y'all, 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 y'all didn't see it. But Sister Vanessa, let's see uh, verse, uh, just verse nine, uh, right quick for me. Sister Chanta, please uh, open your mic. Okay, what, 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 what Sister uh, Vanessa read was that if what Christ is doing now in ministry, a ministry that has triumph, and we will see that triumph in a minute. He's already articulated it in chapter two, but. If, if Christ, through this ministry that is victorious, it is better, it is much better than the law. And then he will go on to share with us why it's better. He's saying that if the old was glorious, if the old bought comfort, how much more the new, that the new is something better because the old was by the law. The new is by the spirit. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all gonna see that? You saw it in um, verse eight, verse eight, verse eight there. You saw uh, where it says, how shall not the ministration of the spirit? So in other words, that which was written on stones and stones, Tab, uh, uh, tablets established on stones and tablets is now spirit. And the spirit is better than the material. Sister Pillow got it. She's shaking her head. She 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 got this thing. That 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 uh the comfort that the law could bring, because I want to stay with that. That would, would because we need comfort. You heard about sickness. You heard about a death. You heard about the trials and tribulations that we're going through. And, 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 and God has stopped by to share with us today that you are part of a ministry that has triumphed, that is much better 
then you trying to live by the law because living by the law, folk, will kill you. Let, let's see, uh, Sister Chanta, uh, verse uh, 10 for me, please. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. Verse 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. If that which is gone was glorious, what about that which is now? For, for all those folks, Sister Pillow, who's saying that, you know, we, we, we live just by, we, we live only by the Old Testament. We, we, we live by the law. They're, they're living by, they're trying to live because they don't. Because not even Moses, the lawgiver, could live by the law. It, it, Moses figured that out. Do you realize Moses was a murderer? Do, 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 do you realize that everyone who has tried, attempted to live by law, is condemned? And the reason being, simply, is that the law was never intended to save. That's, that's what Sister Shanta just told you. That the law was always a temporary measure. In other words, God is always saying something and he's taking you to something. God in Genesis 3 understood that the image bearer needed to be restored, Deacon Harmon, that the image bearer was going to need help from now on, and that depending on God's righteousness, depending on living up to the righteousness of God, was an impossibility after the fall. Impossible. So the law was there to help. The law was there to take you to the ultimate fulfillment, the ultimate goal. You, you, you know, it's, 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 it's like pain medication uh, for the surgery. Pain, pain med medication prior to the surgery is to help you get through the surgery. But it ain't no good for you after the surgery. There's something else. There's something better. Sister Vanessa, and and that's and that's what Paul is trying to show the church here, is that God has something new, and it is found in the ministry of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. I mean, in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul is trying to show you. So if you want comfort. You don't rely on the old because the law, it, 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 was a, it was a big mirror. And the law only reflected exactly what was in the mirror. Y'all don't believe me. Y'all don't believe me. Uh, Sister Vanessa, uh, try verse 12. Sister Bond. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great planning of speech. Okay. Paul says, I want y'all to get this. Seeing that we have such hope. What, what's the hope? Here's, here's what it is. Paul has already shared 
throughout Corinthians to this point that the only hope is in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The hope, Brother Davis, that Paul is talking about here is talking about the pinnacle point in all of humanity's history, the cross. Paul is saying, because of the cross, we get hope. Wait, wait a minute, y'all didn't get it. Because of the cross. So now it's not the law in something that you do. It's in the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have hope that, in other words, is what Jesus has already done. So you move from the reason why it's better is that you tried to do something and you fail every time. Jesus done something and now you're saved. Sister Gwen, they did not get that because Paul just slipped one in on you. He's saying, you're looking for hope. You're looking for comfort and it can only be found in the cross. The, re the, the reason why people are going through so much stuff these days is because they have not looked to the cross. They have not looked to the remedy. They have not embraced the hope that is already there. They're still trying to be good enough. You can't be good enough. Romans 3.10 says what? You, uh, you, you guys in basic doctrine, y'all went down the Roman road. 3.10 says, they're none righteous. No, not one. No, no, not even Moses. Moses is saved by the cross. You are saved by the cross. That's a comforting note. That's a comforting note that me with all my faults and frailties, that no matter how good I am, no matter how many Sunday school classes I teach, no matter how many church services I attend, no matter how much communion you take, no matter how uh, much you feed the poor, that ain't your hope. That ain't your comfort. We got something better. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the God-man, homo rusha padre and homo rusha compadre, very God and very man, all at the same time, died on a cross, and that is the hope that we have. And so Paul says, now, I don't have to come with fancy words. I can be this old, four-eyed, bald-head, inarticulate brother from North Carolina. I don't have to be fancy with words. I can just tell you, Jesus died on a cross for my sin. And that's why I got hope. That's why I'm in a better state right now. I'm comforted by the fact of the hope that the cross gives. Sister Bonds? Verse 13, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. 
Hey, hey, Sister Burris, I, I, I know you Sunday school readers. I know you family church school readers. I, I know how y'all are. And they said, wait a minute, Sneed, where, 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 where are you going here? Where are you going here? Because verse 13, how, how's this all connected? You see, in those first uh, 11 verses, Paul was trying to show us that the glory that was in the law was concealed. Here at the beginning of verse 12 and 13, he's telling us the glory that was concealed is now the glory that is revealed. And that should be a comforting fact. It, it says the glory that you could not see before, you now can see because of what Christ did at the cross. And, and, and Brother Fred and, and, and Sister Jay, uh, you, can, you can record this note for basic doctrine. Remember over there in Numbers 21 and verse 5, I, I see you smiling. You see, all of this is connected. Moses says, look, uh, God has told me to put a viper on a pole and lift it up. And everybody that looks up will be saved. Everybody that looks up will be comforted. Everybody that looks up. And so in other words, the hope is in looking up to that which can save, not back at the law that condemned. Y'all going to get this. Y'all going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it around for you. Verse 13 here says the, there was a concealing in the old. And that's why that was very disconcerting. It, because first of all, it led to death. It, it said the glory that was there soon faded. So much so that Moses put a veil over his face because he knew one thing. The glory that was initiated, the intent of the law was to bring glory to God. His intent doesn't change because the whole purpose of having, of creating man was to give God glory. And so now he receives through the law, this glory that man can bring back an image that God had initially created. He had lost all the joy of creation. And God has slowly throughout the centuries, his whole intent is to bring man back to be the image bearer, to be the reflection of him, his glory. And here he says, in the, in the latter days, in these former days, rather, the glory was concealed. But now, because of the cross, it opened up a whole new revelation. It opened up something that we now can see. And, and, and we see more than what's reflected. I, I just want you to take that phrase and, and put it in your ear, because here I come. Verse 14, uh, Sister Bond, 
but their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. In other words, the law has been fulfilled in Christ. And so that which you could not see, that which you were blinded, your eyes are covered and, 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 and you cannot see the glory. It says that has been taken away in Christ. And now you have access, you have vision to the glory that is there in the new. Now, let me, let me show you how that uh, uh, affects you. Those who look up, Brother Davis, they were saved. Talking about Numbers 21 now. They saw the scales fell off their eyes. That there was no blindness there. But even to today, there are folk who refuse to accept, to see and accept the work of Christ done on the cross. So they are still blinded. It says that the new is there and it's much better, but you will never be comforted. You will never be saved if you don't look at it and receive it. <sighs> That's tough because you said the old condemn and the new gives life. The old causes me to die. I look at it and die because I can never measure up to what it's showing. Because every time I look at the law, I see me for what I am. But what Paul is trying to take you to, that every time you look at the cross and receive the cross, you don't see for you who you are. You see you as Christ has transformed you. He's going somewhere. I, I see the shaking of the heads. You won't get it. Matter of fact, uh, uh, this is probably considered one of the most uh, uh, challenging, uh, complex teachings in all of the Bible. But, but, but Paul says it here. I'm going to try and make it as plain as I possibly can. See, so he says in verse uh, 12, it is so wonderful. I don't have to be eloquent. I don't even have to make a lot of sense. I just got to give you plain speech. I, I got to give you something simple so that you can comprehend this because it is so important. The world is looking for means of comfort. What they're really looking for is salvation. He's going to tell us that in just a few minutes here. I know you ain't just lay on your seat and I know we got to go. But, but, but Paul is saying that it's being, it has been revealed. It is no longer. Glory is there. Comfort is there. You just got to look to it. He's going to spend the rest of this time, Brother Bogan, sharing with us what it is that happens when you see, when you're no longer blinded, when the glory is revealed. 
He's going to show you what happens to this life. Verse uh, 15 and 16. And even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Oh, stop. Stop, Sister Bomb. Stop. You tried to run too fast there. That, that was you. I told you 15 and 16, didn't I? That was my <laughs> bad. Because <laughs> verse 15 says, for those of you, you holy rollers, you know, you, you, Chanta Bond, Nikki, Nikki Williams, uh, 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 Cora Randall, uh, Michelle Cantor, for, for all of y'all who, who, who think that you can look back at the law now that you done spent two or three days in church, you know, saved, <laughs> sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, that he says, even now when you look at the law, it's veiled to you. There ain't no glory in it. He says, because when you look in it, when you look at the law, the law of Moses, y'all hear me well. He says, you're looking at a mirror. And when you look in a mirror, all you see is you. And there ain't nothing you can do about what you see in the mirror. There, there ain't no glory in me putting my mug in the mirror. Because in that mirror, in looking at the law, I see everything that I'm not. But I also see everything that I am. That is a sinner who's under conviction because I'm trying to live by law rather than grace. Because it was grace that put Jesus on a cross. Paul puts it like this, but he commended his love toward us, Sister Vanessa, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That, that's a revelation. That's an illumination of the mind and the glory of God. That is a glorious thing that I now can look at. Hey, I'm not there yet because Sister Chanta read verse 15. She could have skipped over it. But she, she read verse 15 that says, you go on back there looking at the law and seeing how good you are. You go on trying to do ministry. You go on trying to do work in the church. Y'all know me. Those who've been around me long enough know that church work will, will, uh, will uh, send you to an early grade. You just work, 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 work. You just do, 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 do. But the New Testament, it says, the New Covenant says, you don't have to do. You have to be. And the first be, you gotta, is you got to believe. Y'all come with me this morning. That's comforting to know that through my own efforts, I don't have to use my own efforts. I, 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 I don't have to uh, 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 be so good, so holy, so that to be saved. That's a comforting fact. That, that's a revelation that we all need. That's an illumination that we all need. And we need to embrace it and stop running back to the old. Stop looking in the mirror at what you were. Let me show you something. Sister Bonds, verse uh, 16. 
nevertheless. Nevertheless, she said. You mm -hmm. heard her. It was Sister Barnes that said, nevertheless. She says, I know you've been looking back there. I know mm -hmm. there are times when there, this comfort that has been revealed, you want to look back to the old. You want to say, well, maybe it was better you know, uh, when I when I was out there in the streets, when I was drinking all this skull, you know, snorting the white line, maybe me was better when I was doing all of that. But Sister Barnes is here to tell you that, nevertheless, mm -hmm. what what Sister Barnes? Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Let me tell you one thing: when you know Jesus Christ, your eyes are open up. That's why uh, Brother Bogan, those saints could say, I once was blind, but now I see. I was blind to the comfort that was out there. I was blind to the goodness. I was blind to salvation. I was blind to righteousness. But when I looked to the cross, the scales fell off. And now I see. Sister Barnes? Now the Lord is the spirit. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, I'm no more longer confined. I'm no longer hemmed in. Oh, I, I can't go nowhere. No, I, I, I can't do anything on Sunday. Uh, that's the Lord's day. Uh, no, I, 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 I can't wear lipstick. I can't paint my fingertips. I can't shake my hips. Now, oh, oh, I'm so confined. Paul said, the spirit that lives in you, that makes you alive, is the same spirit that gives you liberty. You're no longer hemmed in by the law. You're no longer afraid because if I do something, <laughs> the law says I got to die. The law says I'm condemned. It says now that I have bold access to God himself. And in that, that's a liberating thought. That's a comforting thought. God is the God of all comfort. Because he, can, he comforts me in my life's plans, in my sin situation. And now I find him comforting me. And all my salvation. That's a comforting thought. I have hope. Because I'm saved. I, I, I have hope because of what Christ has done. I have hope because I can look now to the hills and I really do see my help every day. That's a comforting thought. And Paul says here. It is the spirit that is in me through Christ Jesus because of what Christ done. Christ died, went up, and sent the spirit down as what? A comforter. I'm made alive in the spirit. I have hope in the spirit. I have comfort in the spirit. So we can go to church. Verse 18, Sister Bonds. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord 
are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Um, I'm so uh, sorry that those who could not uh, 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 had to leave, uh, I, I maybe should have done verse 18 first. Because this is what it's all about. This is about the glory of the New Testament. The glory of the New Testament of Christ's blood. This is what it is all about. Verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of God. It says, Sister Philip, that now there are no blinders over my eyes, but I look into the word of God and I see God's glory. See, before when I was looking at the law, the words of the law, I was seeing me. I look into a mirror now and I see the glory of God. And, and, and let, let me tell you what he's trying to uh, 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 show you there. He's saying, every time you read the word of God, you see the glory of God. You don't see all your sins and all and that alone. But it's almost like, you know how sometimes when you look in a, 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 a you're maybe at a, at a store, we don't get a chance to do that much window shopping anymore. But when you first look into a window, you see yourself, but then you see all the stuff that's in the store. <laughs> Paul is here saying, when you look into the word of God, what you see is you see the very blessings of God. And that although you are there, you're behind that which is being shown in the word. So he says here that if you really want to see the glory of God, look at the word. If you really want to see what you are becoming, look in the word of God. If you look in the law, you see what you was and what you are if you just look to the law but if you look in the word of god the word of god has a way of transforming you on a daily basis every time you look at it you see a little bit more glory wait wait, wait a minute I, 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 I see this it says that every time i read the word the word should change me i should never be the same after i'm exposed to the word of god that's a comforting thought because you know what that means, Terry J? That means that I can pick up the word of God in my deepest time of trouble. When I think I'm at my worst, when I think I'm at my very best, I can pick up the word of God and find comfort because I see every exposure to the word of God should tell me, You're not what you used to be. But here's where you are today. 
You remember, I was justified. So now when I look in the mirror, I don't even see the full measure of me. But I'm being sanctified. That means every day that I'm being transformed, I'm being made better. I see a better image. I see a better image of me because I'm hidden by the cross. I'm hidden by the work of Jesus Christ. I'm hidden by the glory of the one who died for me. But the glory emanates to the point that I see bits of me that I didn't see yesterday. I, I see a transforming me. And I say, I use the word uh, transforming because we are being made every day that that New Testament, that new word reveals new glory. And so when, when, when the old prophet says every day there are new mercies, what, what, what it was really saying is that every day, one of those mercies is that you are being transformed to the glory of God. You are being made back, put back to the image bearer that God created in the garden. You think that's not a comforting thought? There ain't nothing to be sad about, folks. That every day I'm being made up just a little bit better. Every day. And it's all by looking at the word of God. I behold in the glass. The glass is the word, folks. That, that, that means is that, that, that if, if I have some... Uh, Self-deprivation uh, 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 problems. In other words, my my perception of some self-perception uh, self, uh, uh, perception problems. I need to look at the word. If I can't find any glory in this life, just look at the cross. Just look at the word. It says that I'm, I am changed into the same image from glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. It's because when we read this word, we see ourselves not for what we were, but for what we are becoming. And that is a glorious, comforting thought. God bless you. God keep you. Is my only prayer for now. See you guys next week.